Coming to you via the internet and your friends at PipesMagazine.com, it's the Pipes Magazine radio show. The show that is so bad it's hosted by the only reject from the island of misfit toys. Now I invite you to sit back, relax, the smoking lamp is lit. Here's your host, Brian Levine. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is the Pipes Magazine radio show. Yes, the sometimes irreverent, sometimes educational, but always entertaining weekly pipe smoking broadcast. I am your host, Brian Levine, coming to you on location from the tobacco city of Richmond, Virginia. And in tonight's show, hey, in pipe parts, we're going to go over some more of the uh, Fast Fives from my uh, from my West Coast Pipe Show presentation. Uh, my guest tonight is Kent Joyce, pipe maker. You'll enjoy this one because Kent's, uh, Kent's a unique individual. Uh, music, we're sticking with the holiday season and going to keep in the holiday music mailbag and you know what i've decided this year i'm not doing any rants during the holidays we're gonna we're gonna do raves or uh messages that i think are important so we'll have that coming up at the end of the show um you know what i'm finally getting into the holiday season yeah i'm up here in richmond for work finishing up some stuff for the end of the year for uh, sutliff tobacco and mcbaron and uh, spent the weekend up here. We had our holiday Christmas party, our company Christmas party on uh, Saturday night. So wife and I came up here and I'll be uh, heading home early tomorrow morning um, on the way, picking up my daughter. Uh, and, you know, that means that uh, Star Wars is only a couple of days away. And I'll be honest with you. I'll be honest with you. I've seen all six of the original, uh, all six of the previous movies. I've seen them on opening day, wherever I was, or prior to opening day, because I got into a preview. Um, this one, I was thinking, you yeah, know, no, I'm not going to do the midnight view, the midnight show or anything like that. I'm, I'm still not going to, and I'm probably going to, um, you know, let the let the first day crowds wind down, let them have their thing. And then, um, you know, maybe the week after, but I'm starting to second guess myself there. So getting a little excited about the new star Wars movie coming out. No, I'm not a big diehard star Wars, uh, fan of all the books and all the other movies, you know, all the other in between stuff, but Hey, a brand new Star Wars feature film, Episode 7. Yeah, I'm getting excited, and I have to admit it to myself. Plus, getting in the Christmas spirit, finally. All right, let's get the show rolling. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the McBaron Tobacco Company, and here we go. I wish I had a genie who could make it easy to order pipes and tobaccos online. You don't need a genie, sir. Visit fournoggins.com. They stock all your favorite pipes and tobaccos, and every order gets fast personal attention. Orders are packed carefully and shipped quickly by priority mail. Fournoggins.com. Fournoggins.com. I can still see you, you know. A bit rusty, sir. Fournoggins.com. I'm Jeremy Reeves, head blender of Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. Since 1990, Cornell & Deal has been producing high-quality pipe tobacco 
expertly blended by hand using time-honored methods, unique recipes, and no small amount of innovation. One example of such innovation is our bestseller, Autumn Evening. We start with whole leaf red Virginia and strip the stems by hand. The tobacco is then cut into ribbons and cooked for two days according to our unique recipe to create our special Red Virginia Cavendish. Then we infuse the tobacco while it's still hot with our secret flavoring to achieve the sublime sweetness, deep flavor, and delightful aroma that makes Autumn Evening so well-loved by our loyal customers and everyone around them as they enjoy this very special blend. Cornell & Deal Pipe Tobacco Company. It's a labor of love. Contact your local or online retailer for information. Welcome back, and uh, before we go any further, let me say a happy belated birthday to Kevin Godby. Yeah, the calendar moved one year further along for Kevin in the past couple of days here, and um, I would, uh, let me also say I'm doing this from a hotel room, and I don't have my normal setup, so it's sounding a little weird to me. Hope it sounds okay to you. Um, and I don't have my normal mouse. I left my regular mouse at home for this trip, so <laughs> a little dis uh, a little disconcerting here. All right, so for pipe parts again, I thought I'd go over a few more of the fast fives that we did in the West Coast Pipe Show. And the first one off the top of the stack says, uh, "Favorite pipe is the last one I smoked five minutes ago." Favorite tobacco is Lane's Captain Black White. Favorite drink, 15-year-aged bourbon. And uh, when it's time to relax, prefers a, a movie. And uh, number five, favorite memory, uh, she was great. Just kidding. I kind of like this guy. Don't know who it is, but I like him. <laughs> uh, next one is uh, favorite pipe is my own, Cooper Pipes. Favorite tobacco, BCA. Favorite drink, an old-fashioned. Uh, prefers a book. And uh, favorite memory is Disneyland Tobacco Shop and my birthday pipe. Now, if this is you, I'd email me, brian at pipesmagazine.com. I'd love to hear your memory of the Disneyland Tobacco Shop. And I wish I would have seen that in Las Vegas, because definitely would have talked about that. Uh, next one, favorite pipe, Perry White. Uh, favorite tobacco, Virginia Perique. Likes coffee. Uh, when it's time to relax, likes peace and quiet. Okay, there's an option. Uh, not one of the answers, but there's an option. Um, let's see, next one. Favorite pipe, quarter bent brandy saddle stem that he made, or she. Um, favorite tobacco, frog on the pond, or McClellan frog Morton. Favorite drink, club soda, and prefers movies. Uh, let's see, going on again. Favorite pipe. One of my own rejects I almost threw away about 70 years ago. I think I know who this is. Could be uh, the one and only Paul Perry. Uh, favorite tobacco, Dunhill Light Flake. Favorite drink, a Manhattan co cocktail. And uh, prefers a silent movie pre-1928 as a way to relax. Yeah, I have a feeling I know who that was. And uh, some of those old silent movies are great. Um, favorite pipe, going on to the next one, Bulldog. Favorite tobacco, Navy Flake. 
What is your favorite drink? Coffee. Uh, no preference on what to do in relaxing. And favorite pipe smoking related memory is grandfather's pipe smoking. Got me interested in pipe smoking myself. Continued on back. Uh, let's see. Coworker taught me how to do it right. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. yeah. If I took my great grandfather's method of pipe smoking, I'd have a heavily calloused thumb as a tamper and never use a pipe cleaner. Uh, let's see. Favorite pipe is Yes Conowitz. Favorite tobacco, Deception Pass. Favorite drink, coffee, and prefers a book. And let's do a couple of more while we got time here. Um, what is your favorite pipe? Uh, Crawford Algerian Full Bent Smooth. Uh, Samuel Gowith Medium Flake is the favorite tobacco. Favorite drink is iced tea and uh, evening music. And next one, favorite pipe, Dr. Bob's Pipes. Uh, Dunhill, usually aperitif, is the favorite tobacco. Favorite drink is scotch and prefers a movie. And it looks like we got time for one more. Uh, favorite pipe is Sheraton. Favorite tobacco is Crown Achievement. Favorite drink is Cognac. Uh, favorite, uh, okay, favorite, uh, when he prefers to relax, is music. And that's my friend Paul Bender, who if you're listening, Paul, please give your wife Sue a big kiss for me. Uh, that's kind of traditional. All right, that'll wrap that up for those. Hey, just a reminder to everybody, uh, all through the holiday season, we'll still be putting up new shows every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, go back through these, and if you're looking for gifts for pipe smokers, all these uh, Fast Five Final Questions, perfect ideas for gifts, and don't forget the pipe cleaners, don't forget uh, cute tampers, and uh, don't forget favorite lighters as uh, gift ideas all right there you go in just a minute kent joyce will be on the phone with me this is internet radio signore signore scusi per favore but what is that intoxicating and delicious aroma coming from your pipe Oh, uh, this is Molto Dolce, my all-time favorite blend from Sutliff Tobacco. Do you like it? I found it on SutliffMoltoDolce.com. Do you mind if I try? Oh, signore, this truly is Molto Dolce. So charming that you even speak my language as it is truly very sweet. <laughs> just like you, I am sure. I can just taste the warm caramel and sweet dripping honey gushing through my mouth. Oh, and even better, the rich vanilla flavor plays so well with the other tastes over my tongue. Pure heaven! Mi piace moltissimo, mi amore. Can't you see it, signore? I can see it. I can see it. And signore, best of all, no tongue bite. Grazie un milione for the pipe, signore. Hey! Sutliff Tobacco Company will not be held responsible for any loss of one's favorite pipe customers may experience when smoking our delicious Balto Dolce blend in public. 
Welcome back to the Pipes Magazine radio show, and joining us now is a pipe maker and new-to-me pipe maker, so this is going to be fun, but please welcome Kent Joyce to the Pipes Magazine radio show. Kent, welcome. Thank you, Brian. Good to be here. All right, so you live in Oklahoma. Is that where you grew up? Yes, I grew up in Oklahoma. I was born in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And uh, I spent summers at my grandparents in Arkansas, and um, so I have a, a good uh, rural Arkansas experience. In, but for the most part, just grew up in the suburbs of uh, central Oklahoma. Now, is it? It's fair to say that you're not one of these young kids that just got interested in pipe smoking a few weeks ago. You've uh, you've been around a while. Yeah, I I uh, was introduced to the pipe in about 2001. I was a cigar smoker, and um, a guy at the tobacco shop. Um, decided that I needed to get started on a pipe. <laughs> and I said, no, we don't. I don't need to get started on a pipe. But then he gave me two pipes and some tobacco. And then I've never gone back. So, so yeah, it's been about uh, 15 years, I guess. Do you remember what those uh, first pipes and the first tobacco was? Yes, I believe they were uh, some, I, I think they were Big Ben billiards. They were humongous billiards. And um, he started me out on, on a, like a, a mild aromatic tobacco. I don't remember which blend it was, but I liked it, and uh, it wasn't very long before he had me switched over to Latakia heavy English blends, and then I was a member of that English camp. (laughs) We used to think that Virginia smokers were, were just crazy. And we, we never smoked straight Virginias. We just smoked Latakia, and that was it. And then now I'm just a mostly straight Virginia blend and hardly ever smoke Latakia. So, so you've run through them all, and uh, now you're just now you're going to be stuck with Virginias. Yeah. <laughs> uh, now. Pipe making's not your uh, first career. What'd you What'd you do for work? Well, in um, in my senior year of high school, I I started working uh, with a construction company and um, doing everything from uh, residential uh, remodeling and started doing some painting. And so that's been, that still is my main, um, you know, my main job is, is just construction work. When did you decide, all right, 
I'm going to try making a pipe. Um, it was probably in about uh, 2012. I bought a uh, pre-drilled uh, uh, kit, and I just uh, shaped it. And um, I really never did finish it. I still have it. It uh, just needs a little bit of work to finish it up, but I, I guess I was satisfied, and I just, um, in 2012, 2013, I started to research um, pipe making and um, began to acquire the tools, and so I made my first pipe from scratch in, at the beginning of 2013. Did you work with anybody or go, you know, go hang out in somebody's shop or did you just learn this from, uh, from YouTube and from the internet? <coughs> yeah, to start off, I just, um, uh, <coughs> I, I was on. I did a whole lot of research on the Pipe Makers Forum, and um, yeah, I watched some uh, YouTube videos. And so at first, I just, you know, did it myself. And um, right about the time I was getting my shop up and running then Tyler Beard was moving to Oklahoma so I sent him a email and so he he's been really helpful as far as anytime I have a question or um and and I still will go up to his shop and sandblast some pipes and uh, so he's helped me a lot, and then also uh, Primal Cheddar. I ran into him at the Kansas City show in 2014, and he looked at my pipes and really liked what he saw and told me I was going to send him some pipes. <laughs> he didn't really ask me. He just told me I was going to do that, so... <laughs> I sent him some pipes, and he's been very helpful with, with advice. And um, he, he's also taken some pipes and sells them on his website. Now let, let's go back to your own pipe smoking, because from 2001 to 2012, were you you were pretty much smoking a pipe daily? Yes. Um, yeah, I just, uh, started to smoke the pipes, and, um, the same guy that gave me those first two pipes, he, he was a, uh, tobacco rep for Cornell and Deal, and so there was no, I would buy tobacco from him, and, um, and then pipes too. He was always on the looking out for pipes, and he would give me a phone call and say that he had a pipe he thought I would like, and, and so I started collecting pipes. 
just through him and um, just uh, really got the, uh, you know, the uh, disease or whatever it is of, of pipe acquisition disorder <laughs> and just kept buying pipes, you know, and, um, and then I started to, uh, buy pipes, uh, at, mostly through, uh, actual brick and mortar shops, you know, when I would be in the shop, I would look at their pipes and I, I didn't start, um, buying pipes. Uh, online until later on. So what was there was there a line of pipes or a style that you were drawn to when you were collecting? Um well I I did like Ashton pipe. Um uh, the same uh, buddy, he was really big on Ashton pipe and uh also our door pipe. And so I liked those. I, I, it took me a long time to start to understand about um, all the internal engineering things, and um, but yeah, I, I also started to like um, bent pipes. Just um, and as a pipe maker, that I, I make almost exclusively bent pipes and. I found that I really like the Danish styling. Um, so I, I really have moved away from just billiards and straight pipes, although I still have a lot of them. I just really do like bent pipes. What is it about the bent pipe that you like more? Well, I think it's not only just uh, to the eye, but the way they feel and the way they hang from, you know, if, if I'm clenching or just letting it hang in my mouth, they, I like the comfort. Uh, Ashton's are, uh, you know, Ashton's and Ardors are not exactly uh, low-priced pipes, when did you uh, when did you start moving into the the handmaids or the artisan pipes? Well, um, I guess it would have been around uh, probably like two thousand seven or so after I collected for five years. Um, yeah, just gradually I would uh, start to um, spend more on a pipe and. Um, yeah, and as time has gone by, then uh, it seems like uh, my tastes have evolved so that I have really expensive taste. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it seems to be true across the board. I mean, the really, the really good stuff is always expensive, and, uh, you know, for the most part, and... Yeah, so now I, I can I can hardly even um, shop for pipes anymore because uh, I know that the ones that I find are going to be out of my range. But I, I still I still love to look at them anyway. So 
How many pipes did you end up owning after uh, after you got cured of the disorder, or do you still have it? <laughs> well, it got up to be around um, 60. And um, it, right now I couldn't even tell you, but it's probably around 60 or 70. And... Um, it's funny, I, I will uh, try to kind of weed out my collection and maybe sell, say, tw 10 or 12 pipes and, and then buy another one or two. And so it's, it's like the uh, number in my collection never really has gone down. So... <laughs> It's the fun part of pipe collecting. the 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 pipe collection changes, but the uh, but the thrill never ends. Yeah. Tell you, we'll take a break right here. When we come back, we'll talk about pipe making with you. I want to talk about some of your styles in particular. So stay with us. We'll be back in just a minute. If you're looking for quality. If you're looking for a variety, and if you're looking for someone with a reputation for nothing but the best, you're looking for CupOfJoes.com. CupOfJoes.com has hundreds of pipes to choose from and thousands of different pipe tobaccos. CupOfJoes.com is also your one-stop shop for Peterson Pipes, their exclusive line of Peterson Kelly Pipes. Check out their remodeled website at CupOfJoes.com, and be sure to like them on Facebook, CupOfJoes.com. Quality products at extraordinary prices. Italians have always been known for their aesthetic passion. It's their birthright, their legacy. And just like Savinelli, it continues to grow and evolve. It is ever-changing. Milan, 1876. Achille Savinelli set out to change the way the world viewed smoking pipes, opening one of the world's first specialist tobacco shops. From one small storefront to a factory that delivered handmade pipes all over the world, the legacy he forged became one filled with success and prestige. Achilles' dream is carried on today by his family, who continues the Savinelli legacy. Each year, Savinelli debuts a series of new, forward-thinking designs, comprised of quality-crafted pipes shaped from some of the best briar in the world. Behind every beautiful object, there's a story. Start your own chapter. Visit your local tobacconist or premium online dealer today. We are back on the Pipes Magazine radio show, visiting with pipe maker Kent Joyce. Uh, so you got started making your own pipes. What was the hardest thing for you to figure out how to do? Well, I would have a problem with uh, when I would uh, rough shape a pipe. I would get a shape that I really would like and was happy with, but the pipe would just be gigantic. <laughs> and so then the problem was, okay, I love this shape, what I've got, but I don't want a pipe this big, so how do I just, um, you know, shrink it down but not lose the lines that I had? So, And that was, like, really, really hard for me. And 
um, as time has gone by, I seem less afraid to just make the pipe smaller. And then also with the designing, um, just start off with a smaller block of wood and and then I know I have to make a smaller pipe. It just, you know, it's like the law of nature. So, but that was a hard one. And then, uh, and then also trying to get uh, all the scratches out of ebonite when I'm working on the stem. Um, that that was really hard too. And as time has gone by, that's that's become um, easier to do. It still takes a lot of time, and but it's like I didn't even really know what I was up against, you know, at first. I would just, you know, just be going at it, and, you know, pipe making has, there's always something that comes up, you know, that uh, it's kind of challenging, and so... I'm always trying to, you know, I'm always figuring out ways to, you know, make a save, pull off a save, you know, if I've <laughs> kind of messed something up. And, and let's, uh, let's talk sometimes. about... Let's talk about the stem material for just a minute because I don't know I don't know if a lot of people know this, but when you buy a rod of ebonite, it's kind of a dull black or whatever color you get, and it's the pipe maker that cuts it down to the shape and then puts that bright, shiny, glossy finish on it. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, so um, it's just a... Uh, a process where uh, you uh, decide how long the stem's going to be and just uh, cut off a piece of the ebonite and uh, chuck it up in the lathe and um, do um, face it off and do any turning on the outside diameter and then drill it, and then I turn the integral tenon, and so then I get the tenon cut to fit the mortise on the briar, and um, and if there's any like a fancy stem, I might turn like a a flare or anything that I can do on the lathe. I just take it as far as I can on the lathe, and then. And then I'll go to the shaping disc, and it's like I'll start off with 36 grit, and um, and so I'll go all the way from 36 up to 800 or 1,000 grit. And so I remember on my first pipe when I first was buffing that pipe and it started to get really shiny and I was just like really amazed. I was just like, oh my God, it's, it's, it's been like such a long process and <laughs> I guess I didn't have any faith in myself or anything. But um, 
it, it started to get shiny, and I was just like, wow. And, uh, but yeah, the ebonite, that's, it's really good to work with, but, uh, you know, every pipe maker will tell you that, uh, the, you know, the scratches are, are kind of, um, it's, it's, that's the thing with ebonite is, it's just going all the way, you know, getting, getting it polished all the way and. Finally, when they're all out, that's probably like the most, one of the most satisfying parts about it is when all the scratches are out of this gem and it's polished and looks like glass. And yeah, and that's I, one of my favorite parts. <laughs> and I, I'm looking around on your website, and the website is ckjoyce.com which stands for secantjoyce.com. Um, you've, you, you know, I, I'm, I'm talking to you. You got, you got your, you, you definitely got the, uh, the Southern accent, but you got some fun names to your shapes, uh, and some stylings that look like you, you might've grown up right in the middle of Denmark. Uh, in particular, <laughs> In particular, the longboat shape. Describe that for us, and where'd you where'd you get that idea? Well, um, that pipe has uh, what I've heard called where you have a vertically oriented oval shank, so the shank ends up being you know taller vertically and kind of thin. Yeah down towards the bowl, and I, I got that design idea from Grachukin, okay. Russian pipe maker. And so I really like uh, Grachukin a lot. Um, some of the things he does, I it's like I won't even maybe plan out to make a pipe that has Grachukin influence, but it just seems to happen. <laughs> You know, because I think I like him so much. And uh, the shape that I'll, I'll draw out on the block when I'm starting out will, will may even, you know, basically be, have some of the, the um, same uh, characteristics of a Grachukin pipe. Um, but I but yeah, with the with the longboat pipe, it has kind of a um, egg type shape to the bowl, but then a kind of a scooped top, and so that's not really grichukin at all. That's just <laughs> something that was was probably kind of dictated by the grain in the wood, and so it, some of my Pipes come out where they'll have, you know, like that one has kind of a Grachukin um, knife shank on it with uh, just a, I guess, like a Danish egg sort of bowl that's got a scoop top on it. And so they kind of become like a sort of a hodgepodge of, of influences, I guess. And 
where did the idea for the chocolate kiss come from? Um, well, it really just came from um, a acorn shape that I've seen other people do where the where the bottom of the bowl comes down kind of to a point. And I've seen them done with different ways where where that little point on the bottom will, will curve back towards the back of the pipe. And then I've seen them sometimes where that little kind of drip will, will curl back towards the front. And so I just kind of took it a little further um, to where that the, the that little kind of drip off the bottom is actually asymmetric. It, it curves off to the side a little bit. <laughs> And um, and the name, you know, didn't come about till afterwards when I was the, the pipe was sitting upside down and and I thought it looked like a like a Hershey's kiss, you know, where the the <laughs> shape of a Hershey's kiss. So it, it it sure does, and it's making me hungry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then I tried to put kind of a chocolate sort of stain on them, you know, where stay in the theme of the chocolate. <laughs> well, it, it worked. I'm hungry. <coughs> do you prefer to sandblast or would you rather make a smooth pipe? Or do you like both? I like both. Um, I love sandblast and I love smooth uh, I um yeah it, just, it really just when I'm making a pipe it just depends on what the wood's gonna gonna uh, give me it, it's like I usually just make a pipe with the intention for it to be as smooth and then um, most times uh, some little flaws will come up and depending on how bad the flaws are then then it'll just say, okay, I'm going to be a sandblast, so. Uh, Now, since you don't make pipes full-time, about how many pipes do you think you'll make in a year? Um, I'm thinking that I'd probably be doing good to make 50 a year. Um, I know I'm, I'm getting faster and faster at it, but, um, yeah, it just kind of depends on how much time I do have to spend making the making pipes because it is part time. So yeah, um, and I do a really bad job about estimating how long it takes to make a pipe. You know, I just it's like I just can't you know punch the clock on on a pipe and keep track of it. I just more focused on the work and um sounds like yeah but it is it sounds like the artist in you just gets excited and you get in there and you get working along and you forget all about time and everything. Yeah, that's right. It really is. Um it's amazing to me how 
when I do get to working on a pipe, it's just um, everything else just disappears. Um, and it, you, you'll just, uh, I'll just spend hours, hours and hours, and then um, just, it's like it, the work itself requires me to be so focused that my mind can't really be doing anything else. So, and plus, I'm really bad at multitasking anyway. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what else do you like to do besides uh, work and make pipes? Um, well, I've been a, I've, I'm a musician. I play the drums. And uh, I play both the trap set drums and hand percussion. Wow. And I I have been in bands, but uh, it's been quite a while since I've done any work with a band. But um, I've got that, and then I've got um, soccer. I'm a soccer player. And... Um, I'm 53 years old, and so I, I've had to quit playing soccer on a team. We I played indoors for almost 20 years, and um, just really, really did love soccer. And I finally got to where I was getting so beat up <laughs> that I would need to have about two or three days of uh, recuperation time, and so I would I. I just got tired of that, so I finally just quit uh, playing on a team, and now I just kick the ball around a little bit. But, <laughs> it's you know. better. Th it's better than kicking the cat, because if you kick the cat, the cat will bite back. <laughs> yes. Kent, we'll wrap this up with the fast five final questions. No right answer, no wrong answers. Whatever comes to your mind. Are you ready? Yes. What is your favorite pipe? Um, I have a Suge Ikebana that was made by a guy named Ohi. It's a, a really large freehand Dublin. Ooh. Um, what is your favorite tobacco? Um, I, I like a lot of Virginia Perique blends, and um, I would say Escudo is one of my favorites. And what is your favorite drink? Um, I would say coffee. When it's time to relax, do you prefer a book, a movie, or music? Um, I would say most times it's a movie. And then the last question is, do you have a particularly favorite pipe smoking related memory? Uh, yes. Um, in 2014, I went to my first pipe show in Kansas City. And um, just, well, really just the whole experience of the pipe show and um, the smoking tent and um, meeting other pipe makers and um, just sitting there 
smoking in the smoking tent with with a whole bunch of um, pipe people. And I remember that show. It was hot enough that you could you you almost didn't need a match to light your tobacco. Yeah, that's right. And I remember um, Scott Klein just uh, being really uncomfortable because I think he was still uh, living in Chicago. And <laughs> I, I remember it wasn't all that unusually hot for me, I, but but Scott was just having a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> We were all ducking inside for five minutes of cool air and then going back out. Right, yeah, and I remember people propping the door open and that eight, that air-conditioned air just blowing out of there, and uh, it's like we kept doing that, and the guy working there would keep coming and closing it, and then when he would leave, we would prop it open again. And, It was a lot of fun, though. Kent, thank yeah. you. Thank you very much for joining us. Okay, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. We'll be back in just a minute. The year was 1849. Zachary Taylor was sworn in as the 12th president of the United States. The U.S. flag remained fixed at 30 stars. Edgar Allan Poe was found dead in Baltimore. Congressman Abraham Lincoln patented a buoying device, the only patent ever filed by a future president. William Bond was the first person to photograph the moon through a telescope. And gold was discovered in far-off California. And in that same year, also in California, Henry Sutliff founded his small tobacco company in San Francisco, founded on the principles of giving the public superior tobacco products for those with very discriminating tastes. Now, 165 years later, that tradition continues. Sutliff Tobacco Company has been setting the standard for pipe tobacco ever since. Take a quiz on our website to have the perfect blend suggestion for your tastes, or just browse around to explore all of the wide variety of fine products America's oldest pipe tobacco company has to offer. Lots of things have changed since 1849, but Sutliff Tobacco Company's commitment to making the finest pipe tobacco on earth has not. Visit sutliff-tobacco.com for information on where you can find all of your favorite blends, from the sweetest aromatics to the richest English mixtures. This is Internet Radio. We are back and in here in the hotel in Richmond. Uh, you know, you talk about a multi-talented Renaissance man. There he is in one Kent Joyce. And uh, he's also proof that, uh, like many of my neighbors here in the southern United States, just because you have an accent doesn't mean you're not exactly smart. Kent's involved in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I, on the other hand, have two things. One, I'm the leading expert on my own opinion, and two, if I keep talking long enough, I could fertilize a parking lot. Um, all right, anyway, uh, if you look on uh, the front page of the Pipes Magazine radio show page, you'll see that uh, not only, uh, remember a couple of years back where I got Frosty the Pipe Smoker? Yeah, Frosty the Pipe Smoking Snowman Build-A-Bear is uh, back on my Facebook page and. uh now you'll see a picture of me on the front page of the Pipes Magazine radio show page wearing a pipe, a 
Frosty the Snowman hat, and he's actually got a pipe in his mouth. <laughs> couldn't resist buying it, and uh, couldn't resist wearing it. All right, so for music, we're uh, going off on a bit of a tangent here. We're going to the Newsboys doing uh, Jingle Bell Rock, and then uh, stay tuned all the way to the end of the show. Instead of Happy Trails, I got another version of Jingle Bell Rock for you. So here is uh, the Newsboys.
And playing guitar on that is uh, Pipe Maker, Pipe Smoker, and my friend Jody Davis. That's from the 2010 uh, Newsboys Christmas album. So if you're looking for Christmas music, there you go. Pick that up. In the mailbag this week, let's go straight over to iTunes, where, uh, if you recall a couple weeks back, we got our first one-star review. Well, I'm not sure how iTunes works, but um, that one-star rating is gone. So... Thank you for that. But in the meantime, also, uh, Geffla writes on December 2nd. I've said it before and have to say it again. Great podcast, an excellent mixture of news, information, entertainment, and interviews. Every pipe smoker should tune in. Thank you very much. Uh, John1250 writes, Great show, although I miss some of the old things you guys did on some of the first shows. For instance, those wicked funny jokes about some characteristics of... The people that were definitely a pipe collector, etc. But I can't complain because being in Brazil, it's a superb thing to have a radio show like this and to listen every week. Just for the record, the only review on the Brazilian iTunes store and on the Swiss iTunes store as well are also mine. Appreciate those. Uh, you guys should find a way to promote the show somehow. I bet many people over here and there also would love to hear it. Yeah, I, I wish there was ways to promote it. I think the best ways that we have to promote the show is by uh, you guys that listen. Post it on uh, forums and Facebook groups and uh, whatever you've got out there and spread the news about it. Uh, we'd appreciate that. And then on uh, December 12th, uh, Joe Gilly, J-O-G-I-L-L-I, writes... Thanks, Brian and Kevin. I rarely, albeit never, get to listen to the show live, but it does bring a smidgen of joy to my ears as I drive to work every Monday, and I catch the last half of the show on the way home. Perfect way to start the week, James. You are very welcome. Glad we're a part of the start of your week. Um, hey, don't forget to go up on Tuesday afternoon so you can grab them on uh, Wednesday and be your, uh, your hump day commute. All right, into the... Uh, radio shows page on pipesmagazine.com john seiler writes hi brian no pipe tonight getting over a cold you know what john seems like it's going around uh there's been a bunch of those going around and i'm staying away from those people uh john writes uh, nice tips on pipe selection when you get to the bottom line you develop the capability to select the pipes that you like yes you do uh, he goes on to write i'm not familiar with zach's pipes i may have to run into him at a pipe show you do tend to get feedback while displaying pipes at shows. He seems to be sourcing top quality materials. Music, old blue eyes with a Christmas medley. Nice. Rant, savor the moments. Take time to enjoy what you have. Nice show. Uh, Bill45 writes, Liked your piece on pipe selection. The pipes I select have to have a 2 inch or more bowl height. I took a look at Zach's website. He does nice work. Frank Sinatra, great choice. I like Dean also. Savor the moments. I enjoy what I have. A great lady, great friends and family in my pipes. Great show as always. Uh, let's see. Casey Ghost. Dan writes, uh, The basics of selecting a pipe are fairly straightforward. Does it appeal to your eye? Yes, it must appeal to your eye. Uh, does a pipe cleaner go through it? Preferably easy. Does the pipe feel comfortable in your mouth? Is the weight of a pipe acceptable? Is the nomenclature crisp and readable? The more the pipe costs, the more important this is. Is the draft hole properly drilled and located? 
Uh, does the stem come out with too much effort? Uh, like I prefer a quart, like you, I prefer a quarter inch of wood around the bowl. If you're buying a pipe because you want a certain shape in your collection, be sure the pipe is really that shape. Just because the carver says it is doesn't really mean it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, then he goes on to write, Zach is an older, new carver. He has actually developed a style that is his own. I can usually identify the pipes he carves. His wife, Greta, is just a lovely person. Interesting to see all the places Zach sources his materials. Can't hardly object to old blue eyes singing Christmas songs. Interesting he picked songs more associated with Bing Crosby. Maybe he did it because they're really good, too. Um... He goes on to write, I really get into the Christmas season and continue to be amazed at how many people are so humbug about the whole thing. I put up a bunch of outside Christmas decorations. All the neighbor kids can't wait until Thanksgiving evening when I turn on the lights. As I get older, this is getting harder to do. I firmly believe we should all engage in in small random acts of kindness, particularly during the holidays. Maybe being nice to someone might keep them from putting their head in the oven. <laughs> Dan, you have a way of uh, putting more, you know, you have, you have a way of saying it. Um, anyway, yeah, that's uh, inspired me a little bit, so stay tuned later on for that. Uh, the Lonesome Piper writes, Nice show, Brian. The pipe parts about how to choose your pipe was, again, very informative. I had a Nera pipe that I really liked, but could not put a pipe cleaner through it at all. I eventually sold it. So even though it had beautiful grain and design, it lost its charm because of the trouble I had with it every time. Uh, great interview with Zach. Lots of great tips. I liked what he said about not worrying so much about making a perfect pipe right from the beginning, but the perfect, but to perfect the process little by little. Uh, now the rant, appreciating the small things of everyday life which turn out to be the greatest things we have in life, like our family and friends, was helpful indeed. Thanks for that, Dr. Brian. Can't wait for the next one. Wish to hear you interviewing the guys from L.J. Peretti. Good suggestion. I'll work on that one. And uh, Voorhees says, finally, uh, another great show. I finally met Zach at the NOLA show, and he is a great talent. He and Greta are a pleasure to be around. I'm more of a, I'm more a Bing fan, but Old Blue Eyes did a nice job. Yeah, have to. Maybe we'll squeeze Bing in uh, next week. All right, there you go. There's the mailbag. Got any questions or comments? You can email them privately to me, Brian at pipesmagazine.com, or you can post them on the Pipes Magazine radio show page on pipesmagazine.com. I appreciate them and I look forward to reading them all. So the more, the merrier up there. And um, hey, Inspirational rant time coming up in just a minute. This is Phil Morgan, General Manager of Missouri Meerschaum Corncob Pipes in Washington, Missouri. Our mission since 1869 has been to produce great smoking pipes that anyone can afford. We guarantee our pipes won't be your most expensive, but they just might be the ones you smoke the most. At Missouri Meerschaum Company, we don't just sell our corncob pipes. We grow them, make them, and smoke them. Missouri Meerschaum, Washington, Missouri, since 1869. My name is Shane Ireland, and I'm the pipe manager at SmokingPipes.com. It's my job to source and select the absolute best pipes from all over the world. 
We take collecting seriously, so you should think of us as your team of personal pipe shoppers. When you browse our site and make your selection, the pipe you've picked out has traveled from the maker to our merchandising and quality control department. It was then given to our highly skilled photographers, videographers, and copywriters before being carefully and lovingly packaged by our shipping team. The pipe you see is the pipe you get, and it's just the one you've been searching for. Whether you're on the hunt for that next special piece to add to your collection or would simply like a recommendation from our extensive selection of tobaccos, give us a call at one 888 366-0345 and our friendly experts will be glad to assist you. We are quality. We are experts. We are collectors. We are smokingpipes.com. Christmas is the season for giving. Yeah, it's the season for giving gifts to others. And I think that's, yeah, my wife and I were talking about it recently about how we want to make sure and give gifts to people this year that are useful and practical, but yet something that uh, people wanted or we know they'll use. And we want to make sure that whatever gift we give is actually you know taken out of the box and used during the year just not something to open so it takes a little bit more thought to it but while i was thinking of that i was also thinking about yes we just celebrated hanukkah and happy belated hanukkah to everybody that celebrates it but hanukkah is not so much about giving gifts for others it's about the kids getting gifts and i think one of the reasons why i've adopted and followed christmas is because it is a season of me going out and spending time and some money thinking about gifts that other people would want. It's the season for giving. So in this time of the season of giving, I'm going to ask every one of you to give a little bit of to someone. Give something to someone that you think they'll like. Maybe it may not, it may not be a, somebody you know, but just give them something. Uh, suggestion is maybe some mcdonald's gift cards or a starbucks gift card and give it to somebody that may need it uh just little gifts like that may go a long way towards giving a little bit extra and what i'm gonna do to start the thing that start the ball rolling is the first five of you that email me brian at pipesmagazine.com with the title of the uh, email being the season of giving. Yes, the email must say the season of giving in the subject. Email me your name and mailing address, preferably in the United States, although I'll get it overseas if I have to. I'll send you a small gift just from me to you. And uh, if you put in there what kind of tobacco you prefer, that would be helpful because I happen to have access to a factory full of tobacco. Um, may not get there right away, may take me a couple of weeks to get this stuff going, but hey, the first five of you, a little gift just from me to you, and I'll try to think of some fun things to put in there besides pipe tobacco. Everybody, take time this season, be thankful for what you have, be thoughtful of gift giving. That's my thoughts, and I am the leading expert on my own opinion. 
uh, to end tonight's show instead of doing happy trails. Uh, my friend Scrap Huntington out in uh, out there in San Francisco. Normally we do Twisted Sister. I found a new one. It's the band Helix, which was a heavy metal band in the 80s, 90s, and they did their version of Jingle Bell Rock, so we'll hear that on the way out. With all that, let me say thank you to Kent Joyce for joining me. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you to the Sutliff Tobacco Company, and until next time...